Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. All right, Boom Crew, keep it safe out there. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. You got Allie back in the saddle again. Allie's back. Allie's back. Thank you, Allie. Allie's back. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you really (laughs) suffered it. (laughs) Allie, I've got a question for you. Sure. Do you notice anything different about the room that you're in currently? I saw something on social media. Ah. Does the smell go with what you saw? I don't. I will say I do not smell anything. Okay. I took, I took it Good. out. Yeah, you threw it away. I do Wait. not smell if anything. If I would have left, I was going to leave the can in here. Okay, that would have been awful. Yeah. I <laughs> saw something on social media. I was thinking about media. leaving a can and putting a heater under it. Yeah, you, you did. You eating did talk sardines about so freely in the studio it when was I was such off. a delight. It was so disgusting. You're such a trooper, oh, Allie. I know you were celebrating my freedom can with of those me. Those slimy fish. <laughs> oh. I know that you were celebrating that freedom. I, it gave me a good chuckle. But don't let it <laughs> you happen again. You put it again. up on social media. It's oh, on that's social right. Media. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say you you had her right in front of you. But I did it. not. Four days is too long, dude. That's fair. I took I all that. the I took all the cannage out of here. Yeah, I, 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 I was gonna leave that can in no. here, and I thought, no, nah, I can't do that. Ooh. That would be. See, I'm showing some mercy. Being Thank a good, you. being a good radio dad to you, kiddo. Did you have a good break? I did. I did. Feel refreshed. Um, I did until like my body forgot how to sleep yesterday. You know, it's funny how you change your sleep I schedule. I got out of sleep yesterday. It's like, oh, man, so much rest. And then it's like, no, not today. That's but no, I'm, I'm grateful to be back with the team. I did have a, a dream about a couple hours before I woke up that Uh-oh. I was already back. Oh, and you were oh, talking no. on air. You know, you have like, oh, no. like those are the worst. And so there, I, I don't, I just had random, it's like random little details and then. You said some, I don't even remember what you said, but I think I got irritated. <laughs> this was all in my dream, and I woke up and I went, no. He didn't say that. Everything's good. You're going back to work now. This is one of those rare days when Carl didn't irritate you in real life. No, Everything's right. going to be all are so bizarre. Right. So bizarre. They are. So bizarre. They are. Yeah, we held the Ford down in here for a week with Superdye. She gives a lot of grief, but we made oh. it. We made it. My, yeah, really? She really, really. When Allie, when you well, leave, I went to a counselor over the last four days. Did you? Did you get the help you needed? Three days. Yeah. What rough? Yeah, I mean, she really goes off the rails, Allie. When you're going off the rails, off oh, the rails. Yeah, she's that's off, what we call her. Off in the pawpaw patch. Super off the rails die. Yeah, What's the pawpaw patch? I don't, I don't know. know. You ever heard of the pawpaw patch? No, no, never. Ever. What is it? Google the pawpaw patch. I think it is something. I mean, right? I oh, like, come on. Some of these things like are just pa- West Coast Avenue. Pa- pa- like, how would you Papa. Pa- s- pa- pa- patch. Oh, I got a restaurant coming up yeah, in that's Alabama. Right. Oh, I'm guessing that's not it. That might be. Hey, my, I'm starting to feel like it might be down there. In here in Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> down there. Popular little restaurant. Oh, it's a, it's a berry patch. Yeah, the Papa pa- patch. I knew it. Yeah. It's a general term for a berry patch, right? Uh well, it says it's it, a kid song. Is it oh it's uh it's actually a real berry, a pawpaw berry. It's uh there. it has a different name, uh also called I think the custard something. I'll 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 have more soon. Way down yonder in the pawpaw patch. Jonathan Lazada, call in. I have not heard from you in a long time, and he is such a lovely brother in Christ. He sent in a picture. He says, I had sardines smothered in mustard Ew, yesterday. First on. time oh, ever. Stop. And they are very good. As soon as I ate them, the heavens opened up. <laughs> and I heard Holy Spirit act. Oh, my oh, goodness. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Oh, Jonathan, okay. Jonathan, call in right now. Give Lisa your uh, your um, home address. You are getting a Carlin Coup prize pack. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Oh. Jonathan Lozada, just for that photo. Yeah. Just for that little short burst. Just for making Carl's oh, day. My oh, my word. That that, look no. at that photo. Easy now. So gross. Easy now. That's a great looking photo. Uh, to Got who? Some, to, <laughs> to Carl. <me>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, it's Cyber Monday, and you know what that means. We got 50% off every book at moodybooks.org. Now, I'm going to be candid with you here. If there was ever a time to go shopping for Christmas, this is the time. 
This is a big deal today, Alex. It really is. So you will check out moodybooks.org. You'll see the big banner, 50% off of everything. And then ebooks are 65% off. So if you are an ebook person, you like to download them and read them and not actually have the bulk of another book to add to your shelf. An yeah. even bigger discount for you. But check it out, moodybooks.org. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite titles this morning. We're going to be doing it. Uh, coming up here, though, I want to tell you a little bit about The power of confession of sin and how it can cleanse you. And boy, have I got a metaphor for this. 1 John 1, 9 is clear that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. We were talking about that last week. Well, I had a little fiasco. I'm sitting in my office at home. And I hear, oh, no. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh. And I'm like, oh, no. When I'm hearing this and I'm two stories above one, two, three stories above this thing, I'm like, uh-oh, what yeah. is going on? No good. I didn't even want to go down and see it. <laughs> oh, but no. It's my future son-in-law that was yelling those words. Oh, no. I'll tell you what I saw and I'll tell you the metaphor that it works for with regard to cleansing of our soul. You're going, what? Yeah, don't cook caramel for Christmas. If you're thinking about it, don't make little caramels for Christmas. <laughs> I'll give you the scoop coming up. Talking about Jesus and having fun while doing it. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. So I figured I was going to get sucked into the wrapping party on these caramels, but in fact, I was told I was. But boy, the buildup to this thing was unbelievable. So my daughter's building these goodie bags for her folks coming to the wedding, and uh, it's awesome. And she's doing a great job, terrific job. My bride and my daughter are killing it. And then I get called into the, the grunt labor stuff. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is great. Love that. So all of a sudden, I'm sitting in my office, and I'm doing message prepping, actually. And I hear, no, oh, no, my bad, my bad, my bad. And I'm like, uh-oh. You don't want to hear that. Uh-uh. No. You do not want to hear no, that. Never, never. And I'm like, and my heart went like, uh-oh, it starts racing a little bit. And I'm like, should I go down? And then there's more ruckus. And I hear my daughter going, all right, grab this. Scoop that up. When I hear words like scoop that up, yeah, yeah oh, that's, that's, when, uh, that's when dad needs to show up. Okay, yeah. what's happening? So I come running downstairs, and the caramels that my daughter is making, our future son-in-law was supposed to be tending the pot. In the pot, he was doing something else, constructive, actually. Uh -huh. Sure. And it boiled over. Hot caramel stuff just boiled oh, over the pot. So, you know, you got the temperature thing in there and all that sitting on the edge. But it just boiled over. And it went all over the cooktop. Oh, no. All over then the counter. Mm. Started dribbling down the cabinets. <laughs> oh, boy. Onto the floor, yeah. hardwood ma maple floor. So no. we got caramel on maple. Yeah. And oh. I ain't talking maple syrup, people. I'm talking <laughs> the hardwood trees. Yeah. And it's dribbling everywhere. And my wife's like, is it getting down in beside oh, yeah. the yes, counter? Right. And oh, oh, yo, oh, Is he still your future? Well, they scoop. No, he's. <laughs> Yeah, he, we're going to go ahead and go through with it. Okay. No, no, it was dicey there for a minute. No, I'm kidding. But we, so they scoop it all up. Well, then something weird happened. It carbonized. So I thought, well, let's just wipe that up. Right. Sure. Turns so it was out, in a liquid form when it came out it of was, the pot. But it was boiling liquid form. Yeah. Yes. So it was carbonized, and I didn't know this. Guess what? Soap and water can't clean it. No. Coming up, I'm taking First John 1, 9 to the whole next level. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what it is to be cleansed from your sin. Woo! Carbonized caramel. Carbonized style. caramel and how God <laughs> wants to clean up our soul. Honestly, it's, I'm going to bring it home here. I think it'll change your life. <laughs> Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys, I got to tell you this story. So we got caramel dribbling down the front of the okay. stove. Yeah. And it's carbonized. I didn't know this. This is really a cool experiment here. 
So my daughter says, Dad, we cannot clean this up. We got all that we could get. But now there's this film of this hardened caramel on this glass cooktop. Oh, man. And onto everything else. Right. And she goes, we can't clean it up. It's I guess it's changed chemically in its form where it's now baked onto this glass in a way that you can't. Soap and water will not cut it. (laughs) Oh, boy. So I'm like, whoa, Nellie, what do you need? She goes, we need uh, baking soda toothpaste if you got any. And I said, man, we used to have a tube of that, babe. We got any? No, don't have any of that. Well, then she goes, DIY, checks it out and finds out baking soda. And I don't take my recipe because you might make a mini bomb. So don't hear me. (laughs) But I think it was baking soda and vinegar, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, he mixes up this pasty concoction, paints it on there all over this caramel spill and the next morning we get up and she starts to wipe that thing up and i'm like this is unbelievable really well let me tell you what i found out she not only cleaned up that caramel my wife and i had been struggling with these little teeny patches of things that were on that glass and I could never get those cleaned off of there and it's like a brand new countertop here's what I want to give you this morning boom crew and I want to pour out my heart on this one sometimes when we linger and let the Lord do a deep search and scrub on our soul and say like David said God search me know me try me see if there'd be any hurtful in her full way in me and God cleanse me of all unrighteousness I want to come clean here it's like God takes what has maybe been lingering and hanging out in the corners of our heart for years it's like he takes baking soda and vinegar and goes I'm gonna clean you up kid and I just thought this is such a beautiful illustration of the power of God to cleanse us of iniquity if we agree with God and confess sin to God. And I, here's why I mentioned this. I'm just going to be really practical with you. Confession is a lost art in the church today. It is. We don't yeah. do this. Oh, certainly not. I've been going on this little runner here for about three months on this confession thing. Yeah. It's a kick in the pants. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's awesome. I mean, when you walk down the hall here and I go, God, forgive me for that. And I just agree with you. That I just did that, whatever that is, and doesn't even need to be big or small. In fact, I had a guy in zooming in with me yesterday at church when I was preaching on this whole issue of the fruit fly of confessing sin. And Al Hinson came in, great brother. But he talked about the conversational confessional where you're walking through life with Jesus. And it's not like this rare appointment with Mm -hmm. some guy, which we know we don't need that. There's one mediator between God and man, and it sure ain't a guy with a funky collar. That ain't ain't it. No. It's not me. It's not a pastor. It's not a priest. His name is Jesus, guys. We go straight to him, okay? So it's, it's not those appointments. When we are in the Spirit, When we are born again, when we're sealed in Christ, Ephesians 1, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we now have a mediator between God and man, and we can converse with him constantly. And Brother Al Hinson was uh, via Zoom from Antioch, Tennessee yesterday, just outside of Nashville. He's kind of the pastor to all those pastors and recording artists down there. He's such a respected guy. But he just said in his own sweet Brother Al way, he said, listen, we can live in ongoing conversation. And he said, confession doesn't become this event. It's this ongoing conversational thing that you have in the power of the Spirit. And that's what it can be. But make no mistake about it. Good confession is like baking soda and vinegar to the soul. (laughs) Why am I thinking about like sixth grade science projects? Yeah, that's what it is. That's it. That's (laughs) That's what it it is. Helping you start your day off right. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. 
All right, guys, one of the things that we love around here is that God has given us some phenomenal authors here at Moody Publishers, and we're going to be featuring some of their books today. This is really cool. We'll feature the books. The authors are going to feature the big ideas behind it. we got a special guest right now. His name is Manny Mill. The book we're featuring, it's both two of them, Radical Redemption and Radical Prayer. All right, Manny, good to have you with us this morning. Let's just jump right in, my man. What did God do that there must have been a why in the road. There was. There was a crisis point where you realize, wow, prayer's got to be in my life. Right, Manny? It has to be because I was flat. And that's where I believe many of us find ourselves as believers. And God had to wake me up, and he did that. And he used my wife to, to lose her life to say, you know what? You need to come to me because I want to be your father. I want you to be my son. And you cannot be uh, talking to me just like from time to time. I want you into my inner glory. I want you to be my son. And I want you to know that I am your only God in whom you can depend because I want to protect you. I want to provide for you. And he used my wife who, who almost got killed in a car crash to awaken me. And to be honest, God the Father almost fired me because he fired Moses because he didn't hallow his name. Yeah. And that's what he almost did to me. So that was a wake up call. So this so that book came out of that uh tragic situation. And let me tell you, he gave me a big warning never to do it again because uh he's a merciful God, but he does not have to give us a do over. He didn't do it. To Moses, I don't know why he gave it to me. So this is a, like a wake-up call to the church yeah. that we cannot do anything without radical, biblical, tenacious yeah. prayer. Right on, Manny. Hallelujah. Talk about the role that prayer prayer plays in your life on the day to daily basis. Radical prayer. What's what makes prayer radical? It makes it that it makes your life vibrant because now you know that you cannot make any decision without God the Father being engaged. Jesus did not make a choice. I mean, he didn't make a move without making sure that his Father approved it. This is my beloved son in whom I am well. Please, I want to hear those words every hour. I just don't want to hear, come in my good and faithful servant. Well, that's for the future. Yeah. But I want now, I want to hear that my father approves me. And if more fathers will be doing that to their children and affirm them, we would have less young people dying. We would have less young people in gangs, less, less young people locked up. And we would not have the mess that we find ourselves in right now, even in the church here in this great nation. Yeah. Manny Mill, I want to tell you something. And Boom Crew, I want you to hear me because we're going to point you to a website, uh, Manny's Books, but uh, one in particular on prayer, is 50% off today. By the way, if you are a Moody partner at 30 bucks a month or more, they're 65% off. But I mean, 50% off is a big deal. And this is where you go grab up a fistful of these things and uh, get stocking stuffers and gifts to give away. Even if you're a business owner, you get them for employees, that, that kind of a vibe. But let me tell you something. This little book on prayer is powerful. And it flows out of Manny's brokenness and kind of why in the road meeting with God. And here's what I need you to know, Boom Crew. This guy lives it to this day. I went into Cook County with him, and uh, we ministered to some guys that were, I should say these guys ministered to us that we were in there with, and it was just powerful. We went on air live here with these brothers, and that was a sweet morning. But M Manny's ministry is birthed from prayer. It's not bathed in prayer. It's not like uh, Manny came up with something and goes, now, God, can you dunk my ministry in prayer? Mm. He birthed it from prayer. And so we give it to you with absolute authority that you can read this thing with confidence. Manny, I love you, man. I'm just bragging on you in Thank here, you but Paul. yeah, we're Thank proud of you. my family there at Moody Radio. Love you. Hallelujah. Thank we love you. you. That's, uh, Manny is a hallelujah screamer here, guys. If you hear that, that's his, um, 
That's kind of the marker that Manny has showed up on air is what it means for sure. You can check out Manny's books at moodybooks.org. As we mentioned, this big Cyber Monday sale, 50% off of every title, including um, Radical Prayer. Do a quick search. You'll find it very easily at moodybooks.org. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, she's a speaker. She's an author. Brand new blog out, and we've got a book to boot. Trillia Newbell is with us right now. Trillia, her latest book, 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in the years. You can start this in January. Trillia, reading through the Bible is a goal that often people set at the beginning of the year. Why is it so intimidating, and what do you hope this book accomplishes? Oh, what an excellent question. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's intimidating because they think of it as reading all 66 books all at the same time. It's, it's, it's daunting when you think that way, when you think, oh, I've got to read everything all at once. And so you often quit because you, it's, it sounds daunting when you think about reading the entire Bible. But um, one of the things that I hope this book, 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in a year, accomplishes is that it's a cheerleader, it's a companion, so it helps guide you through it, and it gives you, um, it breaks it down so that you can read chunks at a time, and you can, um, it, it, it provides space to write, so different things that will help guide you through which I hope will also alleviate some of the, the, the daunting or the, the expectations of trying to read everything all at once. What's the greatest discovery you've had, Trillia, when reading the Word recently, where you've gone like, oh, my goodness, I just discovered that. You must have one. <laughs> well, gosh, where do I begin? I think one of the things that I love about reading the Bible is that I I almost always learn something new. And and I remember um right now I'm reading through an advent. So so there isn't hasn't been anything that's been incredibly new um to me because I've read through the story of Jesus' birth um so many times. But I think one of the things that always moves me is how Joseph didn't shame Mary and how um, he was he was just so kind and gentle and loving as yes. it, it, but the whole situation was remarkably upset it, it would be upsetting right you're find out oh you're you're pregnant <laughs> so uh, so those are always um just sweet reminders in this particular season um of just i i, I don't know I, I find his story yeah. just remarkable and and we always focus on Mary. So I know we're changing topic no, here, good. but I, I really do believe it's so lovely. It really is amazing if you think about this man and what he must have been thinking and going through. And so so during this season, I, I, I often reflect of the on the people in not just Jesus is he's the center. He's the reason he's um, but gosh, just the whole yeah context and everything going on is remarkable to me. The book is called 52 Weeks in the Word. You can find it today for 50% off at moodybooks.org. Moodybooks.org. Our thanks to Trillia Nouvelle, our guest this morning. Thank you, Trillia. Just tuning in? Hear what you missed with the Carl and Crew Showcast. Just go to carlandcrew.org. All right, coming up here, we've got Dr. Jim Coakley. Uh, let's get him in right now. You there, Doc? Yes, I am. Dr. Jim Coakley, everybody. Come on now. <laughs> Woo! We're talking Moody <laughs> Publishers. Did you know that Dr. Jim Coakley is one of the contributors to the Moody Bible Commentary that's been a big bestseller for a long time? And it's a resource that we refer to regularly, weekly on our show. We have a copy for the studio. Just it takes you. How would you describe it for somebody who's not familiar with the it's commentary? A, it's a great 30,000 foot view that will give you historical, cultural context, some contextual analysis. Um, it doesn't get into the weeds of word studies, but it does give you an overview for which that's what Jim Coakley is yeah. famous for is an overview. So Jim, what do you think about that? A commentary, where would you rank this? Uh, how would you explain the Moody Bible commentary yourself? 
Yeah, it's a, what we call a one-volume commentary. So basically, like you just said, it's kind of a, a higher-level kind of analysis uh, so that people get in kind of all the basic information needed to know. You know, there's an introductory section for every uh, book of the Bible about authors, uh, context, and outline, and things like that. But then it basically just kind of goes through paragraph by paragraph uh, through that Bible book and gives you key interpretive issues, but then also, you know, the kind of uh, point you in the direction of uh, how you should understand and perhaps even apply uh, these texts. And so I had a blast uh, doing numbers in Deuteronomy uh, for the Moody Bible Commentary. That's great. Over 100,000 copies of this commentary sold. Are there that many gone? Yes. Yeah, Dr. Jim Coakley, a contributor. Who needs a commentary? You know, maybe somebody's listening going, I'm pretty new to Bible reading. A commentary sounds kind of like next level stuff. Can even a beginning Bible reader make good use of a commentary? Oh, yes. And that's why I think this uh, Moody commentary is just ideal for that kind of uh, person who is not really a pastor studying, preaching, or teaching on a regular basis, but just somebody who reads the Bible and just has some basic questions. What are the issues that I should be aware of? Uh, And so the Moody Bible commentary does a great job for beginning and even more advanced. And so it's written really uh, for a number of people, but for uh, people who maybe just have a Bible and maybe a few other, a few Bible resources. Is, this is a really a, a great tool to have uh, as one of your early purchases for advancing your biblical knowledge. Uh, Boom Crew, we are not able to do pre-sales on this yet. They are on Amazon, but we can't do it here on the Moody site. But Dr. Jim Coakley has a new book out called 14 Fresh Ways to Enjoy the Bible. And one of the ways that's not highlighted here is to parse verbs in words of Hebrew and Greek. Let me explain this to you. I call up Dr. Jim here just a few days ago because I was working on a message for Sunday, and I had a great conversation with him. I actually did with Omer Eschel about the same word and Michael Redelnik. I called three guys about the same word, Jim Coakley, top of the heap. Jim, you you make your passion, you don't mind word studies. We got into it. Wasn't that fun? We got into that heavy. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, word studies are great, but if they're done right, and because uh, sometimes the people make and create meanings that are not there. Yes. Uh, but word studies done correctly are powerful. But your big thing is reading the Bible. Explain what the background is to 14 Fresh Ways to Enjoy the Bible. This thing comes out in a few months here. We're going to do more. But when this thing comes out, I'm going to take it upon myself because I've read <laughs> this book. It is really okay. good. It is so good. Uh, to to get as many out there as we can. But, Jim, what was the impetus behind this thing? Why? Well, I mean, just like even personally, I like to read the Bible, but I didn't know what to look for as I was reading. Even I've been pastoring and teaching. So these are just very simple techniques that just kind of make you a very active reader, because oftentimes we're just very passive in how we read the Bible. We just kind of let it kind of roll over us. But I want to be kind of dialogical. I want to say, you know, here's things you should be looking for, asking questions of the text. You know, what's going on here? Why is the author using uh, the narrator? uh, Why is he allowing us to hear a character speak when they could just keep the microphone, as it were, in their own hands. And so things like that, uh, looking for quotation marks, very simple techniques to kind of just advance your Bible reading and make it really freshen up. Let me tell you something that happened. I read this thing cover to cover, and I got done, and it's caused me to read the Bible differently. Oh, really? And I'm not going to give away the punchlines yet. Okay. But it has caused me to read the Bible totally differently. And I think, Jim, you is, you're nailing it, because oftentimes we read the Bible, it's like, all right, let's read the Bible, and we don't look at who has a microphone? What, what's the situation that they're in? And there's some stuff to be gleaned that is just dynamite. Anyway, good job on this book. And we can't, you can get notified on when it comes out, Boom Crew, but that's it. That's all we can do right now, but it's coming soon. It is. And the Moody Bible Commentary is available today. Now, this is one of the, because it's a one-volume commentary, this is probably one of the pricier books on the website. But it's half off, But right? it's half off. So it goes from $54.99 to $27.49. Guys, get a copy. So this 50% off, you're going to really feel. Go to moodybooks.org. Great day to pick up a commentary, moodybooks.org. There you go. Jim, thank you, man. I love you. Appreciate you. Hey, love you, too. And right. uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Jim Coakley, author of uh, Contributor to Moody Bible Commentary.
and a brand new book that's coming out in just a few months, third month of 2023. Can you believe we're almost in 2020? No. Wild. <laughs> Crazy. Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Morning. So if you're going down the road and you look up and you see a green sign and it says Tree Street, take a right. Go down there. Better believe it. You're going to see some of the coolest kids on the planet. Sweet. Okay. Does that work, Allie? That works. Okay. The series we're featuring, it's the Tree Street Kids. It's a four-book series for your, I would say, 8 to 12 or 13-year-old, Amanda Cleary Esteps, the author, joining us right now. Uh, where did you get the concept for this book, Jack and his buddies, and they're always on some kind of an adventure? Hey, you guys. It's so good to be with you. Thanks a lot. Um yeah, just uh, there's the books are set in the 90s, which is such a fun, uh, nostalgic time, I think, for the parents right now of the kids 8 to 12 that are reading these books. But there's that eternal hope of the gospel in there. So we have the nostalgia, but we have something that just, you know, kind of keeps giving. Right? Um, so really, there's, they're set in the 90s in, uh, in the suburbs of Chicago, and I really drew a lot uh, from the lives of my own kids. That's awesome. Amanda, adventure is one thing that I love being raised in Alaska. And to be quite candid with mm-hmm. you, when I was raised in the church, I heard stories every now and then of adventure, but I really didn't have a vision of adventure. You know, aren't you casting a vision of adventure for kids with these books? Yeah, you know, and I, I think what's what's fun about them is they're not – it's not the kind of adventure that's totally out of reach for kids. Yes, I, I love I love fantasy. I've, I grew up reading it, Chronicles of Narnia, all of those things that we love to read, and there's so much value in that and in fantasy. But I really wanted to write something where kids felt like, yeah, you know what, that this this could happen, you know, and and that their the lives around them, the world around them, is just full of so many wonderful opportunities. Not just to experience the world God created, but to uh, to make friends and to experience it with them, and to just live out what you know the story that God's written for them. Too. I love that. Now, there's four of these books. Would you recommend reading them uh, in sequence? Is it does one story build to the next? Uh, yeah, a, a bit. They do. So they are numbered. Um, right now, there's there's four books, and um, they're chronological. But I do try to write them in a way that if somebody picks up book two, they might not be <laughs> totally lost if they get book one. But a lot of people are doing those in order, yeah. All right. Boom Crew, I need you to know something right now. We, are, we got a ton of resources. It's Cyber Monday. If there was a time, if there was a time right now to get some gifts for Christmas, this is the sweet spot. Got 50% off this. Get a get a four-book series. And here's why I'm rabid about this boom crew. There, there is we have talked endlessly about the addiction that people have to social media, devices, electronics. Go old school. Get a book in hand. I talked to my adult son. He's down in Miami. You know what he's starting to do now? He gets Wall Street Journal paper copy. Mm. He said, Dad, there's something just wholesome about this. About holding a newspaper, holding a newspaper. Up in front of you. He says, I'm getting ink print on my hands. He said, uh-huh. you ever happen, had that happen? I go, son, <laughs> my whole life I had ink on my hands. You won't get ink on your hands with these. But when a kid opens up these books, this is going back in time. They're reading books, and it's good for them. So we got a four-set, uh, four-book series here. And I just, I, Allie, you're hearing back from relatives how much kids love these my, I think the number one fan of these books is my nephew who just turned 10. He read the first two books, devoured them, and could not wait for the second two. There was a bit of a gap between. And so I kept telling him, don't worry. As soon as they come out, I will get you copies. So I got him copies as soon as they dropped. What's his age frame? He's 10. So he's right in that 8 to 12 age range. That's about the reader level. 
level for these books. So he's 10 years old. He grabbed the first, the next two. He's read the whole series. And if Amanda has plans for more, he will be on me to get him the next set, too. All right, so guys. You can check it out, moodybooks.org, moodybooks.org. The author, Amanda Cleary Eastep. You can check out the series for kids. Yeah, and it's the Tree Street Kids series. So check it out. And um, honestly, this is a time, guys, I got to tell you, I unashamedly say go buy these things, put them in stockings, wrap them as gifts, give them to kids, grandkids, give them to neighbor kids. They're that affordable. Grab them up. Tree Street Kids at moodybooks.org. Amanda, I want to thank you for writing these, sister, and you've done a great job. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, guys. It was great uh, talking with you this morning. Yeah, really cool. Thank you, and Merry Christmas to you, Amanda. Awesome stuff, guys. The Hunt for Fang, Jack versus the Tornado, Mystery in Crooked Creek Woods, Lions to the Rescue. Love those titles. Great titles. Come on. Are you Rudybooks.org. And you go, well, I don't have kids in that age range. Look, do a search. There's devotionals for teens. Every age range. You can search by topic. You can search by just special interests. So go to moodybooks.org. Everything 50% off today. Hang out with the team after the show. Just follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Curl and Crew Mornings. Hey, guys, guess what? <laughs> It's back in the saddle again. We got some news for you guys. What is the news? Oh, oh, that's the I news. Just, that's the news. I'm back in the saddle. This is Allie. Allie's back. Oh boy. Out where a friend is a friend. We put that voice distortion where thing on it. Yeah. Back in the saddle again. so weird because when I saw that horse tied Riding up out front this morning, I thought, what in the world? <laughs> and I thought, sure enough, Allie's <laughs> back again. Wow. She's packing a 44. I didn't she had one. This is, it's not a concealed carry place, but I guess if you back in don't, wow. Cons- wow, don't conceal, <laughs> you can stop. carry. Let's just stop. <laughs> I love this part you do back right here. Here it comes. Here's the best part. Where'd you come up with that one, Allie? Some of my best work. Some of my best work. Oh, oh, Allie, that's great. Thank you. Thank you, Allie. That was great. We did that. What's that voice? uh, uh, What's that? technique you use when you like sing auto-tune. in auto-tune auto-tune yeah. <laughs> so we've auto-tuned Allie to sound like Gene Autry but that was Allie right that there was, yeah, indeed yeah. we deep faked her voice oh my goodness we deep faked her voice yeah <laughs> You guys are crazy. It's good to have you Take back care. here, Alex. It's good to be back. We missed good to be you, back. Kiddo. Cyber Monday, 50% off of every title. No, don't change title. the subject. I'm change the subject. Don't change right the subject. yippee ki yay It's 50% off at Moody <laughs> Go to moodybooks.org. Hey, I do want to give a quick shout out to one of my favorite titles as of late. It's called The Seven Resolutions. Yes. I know we talk about it a lot because it's... Oh, man, this is one that if you read and apply, your life will change. And that's not an overstatement. The Seven Resolutions by our good friend Carl. It is 50% off today. So if you have held off on purchasing this, or maybe you've already read it through and through, but you think, I'd like to give this as a Christmas gift, go to moodybooks.org today. 50% off of everything. Moodybooks.org. Just search for The Seven Resolutions. Everybody's got a why behind why they wrote a book. And it's almost never to make money. No, I'm serious about Mm. this. Mm. Chapman didn't write five love languages to make money. No. No way. I didn't write my book to make money. Most of these books that are written have a big why. And it's the why that is so much fun. Come on, you're the journalist oh, here. Yeah. You love asking I, these questions, I, because don't you're, you? Because you're right. It's I, I've never had somebody go, well, yeah, I needed a little extra cash, so I decided to spend a couple years of my life writing a book, writing this book. It's usually that there's a story that they that it's burning in their soul that has to be told, or there's an insight that the Lord's given them that they 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 feel compelled to share. Coming up, we're going to get the big why from one of our favorites here. He's written one of my favorite books on prayer ever, and I've read a couple of them. This one is at the top of the list. Yeah, this is, I mean, I've probably read, I don't know, because of required reading in Bible college and seminary, and then recommended reading from friends. I've probably read probably 20 books on prayer alone, 
This is at the top of the heap, guys. It's That's a really awesome. good one. It's so good. Hang on. The author and the why behind it. Straight ahead. Helping you start your day with a boom. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. I love this man. I love his passion. I love his preaching. And I love what he's written. We got him with us right now. Dr. Bill Thrasher. He's a professor here at Moody Bible Institute. Also an author for Moody Publishers. Yeah, it's called A Journey to Victorious Praying. Dr. Bill, we got to get the why behind this. I love I love answering the why because sure. that that gives the impetus. What in the world? What what caused you to write this book? Well, you know, when you when you see that uh God does something in a life to make us sense our need for him, and that's what prayer is. Prayer is I like that definition of O'Hallisby. Prayer is helplessness plus faith. You don't come to God in, oh, okay, I've got it together now, Lord, but you whip everybody else into shape. Right. But there's something in our life that really, uh, I mean, Peter didn't think he needed to pray. He says, oh, uh, when they said, Jesus warned them they were going to fall away. He says, even if I have to, to, to die, I won't fall away. And so when Jesus called his three closest friends to that prayer, those prayer meetings there in Gethsemane, Peter fell asleep and he, he failed. But the next time the Lord called him to a prayer meeting there in the upper room, as the church was born in the book of Acts, he was alive and he was a new man. So whatever there is in our life, you see, the idea of prayer is I don't have to tell you, you believe in it. I feel I, I just I could not thank God enough in a sense for people. I'm on the such a same wavelength. I praise God for the for the spirit of God that moves through your program. And I'm, I'm so encouraged by that. But it's this when God wants to do something. God puts a prayer burden on somebody's heart. As that person prays in response to that prayer burden, that's how the work of God is set in motion. How God works is not a mystery. I mean, we're here at this wonderful school here, Moody Bible Institute, that God and His grace started. Um, and we know part of it is through the prayer of D.L. Moody. He yep. knelt down saying, God, would you give me this land for my school? And, you know, why our school, not large by the world standards, but be the biggest landowner in Chicago, we owe to that prayer heritage or whatever. And so now God worked there, but he wants to work today. So the idea of our listeners, what has God put on our hearts to believe in for today? And so uh, we all have concerns. We all have fears, anxiety. Those are the strengths of your prayer life. That's what I wanted to communicate to people. In this book, you also address some of the common misconceptions about prayer, along with some biblical truths. Uh, Give us one or two common misconceptions that we have or many can have about prayer. Well, I think it's this, that maybe that as we pray, um, we, we can pray and it, it, it's this. Jesus said to a husband, if you don't live with an understanding way towards your wife, your prayers will be hindered. Uh, I think one of the conception is, OK, it, prayer is what if I rub the rabbit's foot enough, something's going to happen. Right. God does work through persevering prayer. But as I'm praying, I need to be open for anything he wants to do in my life. Um and make any adjustment he wants to, to do in my life. I remember after 9-11 coming home and, uh, you know, gathering my young family at that time and, 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 and seeking to pray. And uh, I was going through all these needless killing of these people going through this. I remember the crying of my students because they knew people working in those trade towers that day. The, um, but I remember what God put on my heart is how young little family. Why don't you confess to your children that you, too, are a murderer? God brought that mind. If you've been angry with your brother, you, too, are guilty of murder. Well, that wasn't my agenda at that time, but okay, yeah, that's true. So, see, I can't pray, in a sense, uh, without humbling myself before God, being attentive. And that's what God convicted me of. And so so that's a misconception to think that, what, um, I can carry myself to somewhere and not bring me. (laughs) I bring me and I've got to deal with whatever area God wants to do in my life. And so that's the glorious thing. If you, if you have anger in your heart toward what Jesus says, when you pray, forgive, uh, it's, uh, so I have to be talking to him, Lord, I'm, I'm struggling. Lord, I need your healing hand. I need the strength of Jesus to have the right attitude toward this person. So, um, those are glorious things that God uses prayer to work through, and he uses prayer to change our life. I love it. Boom Crew, just enough said here. Let me just tell you this. It is true. 
prayer is not about us moving the hand of God. It's God's hand being graciously then leveraged into our life. I have found that most often when I go to praying for something, God's going, hey, Carl, I got something for you to change, my man. Got something here for you to change. And I mean, whether we're praying for awakening in the church, he says, I've got an adjustment for you to make as a pastor. When I start praying for Allie to get squared away on something, God says, (laughs) I got something for you to get squared away on. No, I I mean, in all seriousness, Bill, I I want you to hit that again, because I think Allie was in here nodding uh, violently when you said that we talk about prayer oftentimes it's like rubbing the rabbit's foot, which by the way, if you're mm-hmm. a young person, you haven't heard that metaphor. Well, it's true. kind of the, the good luck charm of prayer. It's, it's true because prayer really is God speaking into us more than us speaking right. to him, isn't it? And how do we, how do right. we learn that bill? Well, I think that's uh, I think, you know, the, the discipline that God promises to bless like no other discipline, at least in scripture is the discipline of scriptural meditation. And, uh, Scripture meditation is not something just some people can do and other people can't do. It's just it's not something that you have to have a certain personality or something. But um, meditation is just simply talking to God about his word uh, with a desire that your life come into agreement with it. So, you know, if you uh, and we have chapters there on how to use scripture in prayer. You, of course, you have many prayers of scripture that have been a tremendous help to me. And um, but just any scripture, if you read a scripture, OK, be filled with the spirit. OK. You have the right as God's child. If we, if, if I get a command, I know it's God's will. Uh, he says, if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. We know he hears us. We know we have the request that's from him. So you can say, God, would you teach me in this situation, how do I appropriate your spirit in this responsibility? And you're willing to do anything God would want you to do in, in corporation with that prayer. You'll get it. You'll get it. Um, so I think that's the, that's, so we, we do start with God. We start, I mean, that was George Mueller, the famous prayer uh, warrior there that had those 50,000 specific answers to prayer um, recorded in his lifetime. But he said, I used to start the day with prayer. Hey, there's a better way to start it. Start it with Scripture and let God's Spirit take Scripture yeah. and begin to form prayers in my heart. Um, he has that little document you can get on public domain, a soul nourishment, he called it. Um, and so he would read, be reading Psalms, oh God, thou art God who answers prayer. And he would just stop, okay, if you're God who answers prayer, these are the prayers I'm going to lay before you. Evidently, that's how he recorded those, all those thousands of answers yeah. to prayers. He sought to feed those orphans. So you're right, it starts with God in responding to him. Yeah, I love it. Dr. Bill Thrasher, the author of A Journey to Victorious Praying, Finding Discipline and Delight in Your Prayer Life. Some of you right now, and this is so cool, I went out with a good brother here the other day. John Kramer, uh, this dude is awesome. He invited me out to Grace Point, and I I got a dose of what the Boom Crew kind of listens to around here. Yeah, and he is on fire for the Lord. And you know what I'm I'm so keenly aware of now after having breakfast with him on Saturday morning. By the way, um, guys, I know that you are listening here because you want to grow and go with God. That's why you're here. The people that are here, are they want to grow with God, and I applaud you for that. This resource is 50% off along with every other Moody Publishers resource. If you have ever wondered, how do I pray? Why do I pray? What do I pray? This is, this is something I want you to get, and this is, this is so much better than in, next, in the next week, the average person will spend. Ready for this one now? The average person will spend more time on social media in seven days than you would spend reading this book. Wow. And that's something. Hmm. So grab it. It's called a, a Journey to Victorious Praying. It is half off today, Cyber Monday. Go to moodybooks.org. The book again by Dr. Bill Thrasher, A Journey to Victorious Praying, and many other titles. If you're not sure, I just had someone ask a question. What's a recom- If you're looking for a recommendation, there's topical searches. You can, if you want books on prayer, if you want Bible studies, you want a devotional for teens. Lots of the Moody Publishers website is organized well. That yes. You can search for what you're looking for. You want a gift to a friend? What are they interested in? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's organized really well. Check it out. Moodybooks.org, moodybooks.org. Check it out. Dr. Bill, love you, man. Thanks for being in here this morning. Love you, too. God bless you. Thank you so much. Blessings on you, my friend. This is Ann Wilson coming up. I think we got Asherita Choo Choo coming up. Yes, we do. Helping you take the next step in your walk with Jesus. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Come on, let's. We're going bumper crop here on Authors this morning. One of my favorites, Asherita Choo Choo. I actually quoted her in my book because I admire her. Her words are so timely and they're so captured, really, with the heart of the Spirit of God behind them. Let's just jump right in right now. She's authored the, the big book that took off, was a book called Full. But she's got a brand new book out called Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids. It's kind of based on this best-selling Advent devotional, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. I am reading it with my family currently. We just started it yesterday. There's a version for kids. Asherita, what's your goal in this book really to help kids connect with the season beyond just the toys? Or is it more than that? Yeah. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, You know, A.W. Tozer said that what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And so what I wanted to do is to give children this rich theological depth of 10 of Jesus' names um, so that they might come to know who Jesus is and love him more. And it's written in story form because I don't know about you guys, but my own kids will not sit down for like an encyclopedia of Jesus' <laughs> names. Yes. Um, but they'll sit through a story. They want to know what happens next. And so that was my heart with unwrapping the names of Jesus for kids, um, that we might share Jesus' story, that they might come to know and love him more, and also that there would be an open door for us as parents or grandparents, aunts and uncles, to share our own Jesus stories with our kids. You know, this is one thing that gets lost, and I've had this discussion a lot with people in the church, and I think sometimes we think um, uh, theology needs to be deep and somewhat muddy. God was deep and crystal clear. Jesus was clear with his stories. How did that drive your authorship of this book? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we use story to draw people to the God of story. I mean, Jesus so often used stories with adults. Um, How much more with children when he said, let the little children come to me. Uh, But what I love about teaching children theology through Jesus' names is that so many of Jesus' names are uh, visual, uh, which makes it easy for children to kind of grasp these theological concepts in age-appropriate ways. So you can talk about Jesus being the light of the world, and how many kids are afraid of the dark? Like, they instinctually get what a gift it is that Jesus is light yeah. in the darkness. Yeah. Or think about the Lion of Judah, what a powerful word picture that is, the Lamb of God. So many incredible word pictures in Jesus' names that open the door for us to explore the beauty and the gift of who Jesus is. I love that. See, just the way Asherita says the Lamb of God, I don't say it that well. I mean, all of a sudden you get a better picture of the Lamb. I say Lamb of God, and it comes out, well, Lamb of God. She says Lamb of God. And I'm like, okay, I see a Lamb. She's read a lot of stories, two little ones. Asherita, we've got lots of aunties and uncles and grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads listening. This, Which age range would you recommend this for? Is this primarily for younger, younger kids? Yeah, I mean, it. it's not, I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-year-old. My six-year-old probably wouldn't be able to read it by herself. My nine-year-old would, um, but it's meant to be read aloud to children. And what I've heard from moms of older kids is that, you know, some teenagers like still like to listen to oh. picture books. They want that quality time with their parent. Um, so, I mean, experiment what works for you, but truly it's written so that my four-year-old can look at the pictures and understand these truths about Jesus, but that I might read it to them. Um, so I would say anyone probably 12, 11 and under would be a great, great person or a great kid to yeah. hear this, but don't just hand it to them. <laughs> Take time to read it with them, because my hope really is that 
um, these stories that the pages would springboard your own Jesus story so that you can share, hey, have I ever told you the time when Jesus was the good shepherd in my life? Let me tell you about it. Boom, 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 boom. See, Ash Reader's in the Boom Crew. The book is called Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids. It, you can find it at moodybooks.org. Do a quick search. You'll find it easily. 50% off of every title, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids. Go to moodybooks.org. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. I can't wait. I got to tell this one. So we were talking about going Carolyn in here. Should we hold on to that, Allie? Yes, yes. All right, we'll hold on to it. we got to hold on to it. Young Thunder's got a story and a half about Carolyn. You're not going to hear it. I haven't done it. I haven't I haven't caroled for like 18 years. And uh, Oh, no, this story will stick with think you. This might have been the last time I ever caroled. <laughs> you know, when we went caroling in Alaska, people would hand us cookies. Really? Yeah. That's at awesome. every stop, it was like the thing. Did you they know you were fed, coming? Chocolate, you fed the chocolate, yeah. something. You gave yeah. something to the carolers. Right, right. Back oh. in the day. Just say, have a good night. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> Why are you at my house? I don't even think people care. What are you doing? Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Tomatoes come rocketing at you. Trying to watch Netflix. Hey, we got a a great guy here that uh, if you're worrying about anything in this season, which, by the way, this is a perfect season for this book. And here's why. Our routines get screwed up because we get with family and friends and everything changes and get busy. And some people are so crazy. They have weddings in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Like my daughter. Just getting yeah. married in a week. <laughs> in, in Georgia. So, but we've got Dr. Winfred Neely with us. Yeah. He's the author of How to Overcome Worry. Why'd you write this book, Doc? Oh, good. Uh, Carl and crew, Allie, I'm trying to cut the show this morning. I wrote the book because um, I, I think I struggle with anxiety myself. Yeah. Even if it's not full blown, it's kind of low level this kind of low-level anxiety, and I just uh, wanted to be a blessing to the body of Christ, let the world know that, you know, in Christ there's a way to overcome our worries and anxieties, and that's why I wrote the book. It was really an expression of my pastoral heart and identity. Hey, I'm going to ask the team this, guys. Have you ever had a season that you've gone through where it's okay? Is that you, Young Thunder? It is not me. Okay. Um, so have you have you ever gone through a season where you're wondering when's the other shoe going to drop? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, absolutely. For sure. Okay. That's, for sure. That's, Pastor Neely, that's part of what we go through, isn't it? Sometimes we get into seasons, it's like the other shoe's going to drop. And we find out after the fact it didn't, but we spent a lot of time worrying about stuff that never came to pass. Yeah. You know, my wife, Stephanie, calls that being alone in your head without adult supervision. <laughs> that's, what she, that's what she calls That's so good. You know, all of this stuff is going on in your head and our own internal universe and galaxy of imagined problems and none of it has occurred. Yeah. And so we you know, and but yet on the other hand, we have people that have that are really going through. Yes, yes, that's what I was going to say, Doctor Neely. There, there's the the unfounded worry, but then there's the very real. Like I, I'm dealing with something. That's what some you know somebody's thinking right now. You don't know the circumstances that I'm in. I have very good reason to be worried. Yeah. What What do you say to that person? Well. Again, honestly, I don't have anything to say, but I can tell them what what the scripture says. Right on. The Bible is quite subversive. The scriptures are quite subversive. I'm looking at the text right now. It says, stop worrying about, you know, be anxious for nothing. And that's that's a crazy thought to me. I know. That that just blows blows my mind. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, There isn't anything in my life for which I am to be worried, Lord. In fact, you command me to stop. Now, it doesn't, but here is the deal, and I've mentioned this to people. There is a difference between worry and concern. This is not a call to be indifferent or apathetic about life. Good distinction. But it is a call to remind us that we are not in this alone. 
that the Lord will grant us all of the grace and wisdom and help and strength and courage and fortitude to get us through, even when it's dark, even when it's difficult. This is not saying that sometimes life will not be hard. This is not saying that sometimes life will be difficult beyond what we can even begin to imagine. But it is to say that we have a resource in this, uh, in prayer, in faith, that will literally keep us from going crazy. Yeah. I mean, God is, you know, you know, I, and I could say a whole lot more about that, but it's it's a really an encouragement to us to know uh, that God is on our side. And we don't have to do it alone. It's interesting that Philippians 4, 6 is not written to the individual. It's written to the entire community of faith. It means then that we are, uh, God wants us to lock arms with one another and walk through this corporately and not merely as individuals. And I do believe that there is peace and help and strength when we have others who come alongside and walk with us in difficult times and help uh-huh. us conquer our worries together. Yeah. You know, I, I read a lot of books, uh, but this one, Boom Crew, I want to tell you, is it's a pretty short read. And I said this earlier. I'm going to say this again. Why get books? Let me give you one great reason why. One great reason why. You can read this book in less time than you would normally surf on social media in the next seven days on average. Mm. I've got these stats say this. You can read this book probably in half the time than the average person normally allots to cruising around on social media. Wow. Now, how awesome is that? That's a, yeah, that's a good point. And here's the better thing. Today, Cyber Monday, every book, including this one by Dr. Winfred Neely, How to Overcome Worry, is 50% off. Guys, get a raft of these books. Hand them out like cordwood. My my bride and I have run into books that we grab by the caseload. This would be a great one to do it with. It's called How to Overcome Worry. Our guest author, Dr. Winfred Neely. Go to moodybooks.org. 50% off of everything at moodybooks.org. Thanks, Doc, for being with us. I love your heart. You're a giant of a man of God, and I love you, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, back at y'all, man. Blessings on y'all. All right. Have a great one. Uh, we will. Uh, really good stuff. Good content this week, guys. We're talking. Um, we're going to be talking all week long about preparing for this season that we're in, getting prepped. Tomorrow we got a really unusual thing that we're planning for you. Yeah, it's really fun. Can't wait. I hope it works out like I have it planned. But we are uh, today. We're drilling down on get some resources in your hands and in your head. And it's true. We have, we get FOMO because we're watching something on social media, fear of missing out. And we're like, Oh, forget that. How about you put that aside for three consecutive days and read this book cover to cover. Go to moodybooks.org, moodybooks.org. Okay, coming up right after news, we've got Dr. Deb Gordon. We've had how many authors have we had in today? One, eight. Two. We've had eight. Yes. Wow. This has been tremendous. Including Deb or before Deb? Including. Okay. Including Dr. Gordon. That's still awesome. Hang on. Coming up. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys. uh, We've got a special guest with us. I love Dr. Deb Gordon. And here's why. She brings counseling to life. And I mean this in really practical terms. And she tackles things from a standpoint of let's get victory. Let's get some breakthrough. Sometimes victory, though, requires us embracing some tough stuff. Dr. Deb Gordon is is joining us right now. So embracing uncomfortable. We don't like to be uncomfortable. And you're saying embrace it? No, isn't that horrible? And I would imagine maybe some people experience that a lot over the last few days because the holidays can be very uncomfortable mm-hmm. at times with, you know, some of our family members. No doubt about it. What kind of uncomfortable stuff do you want us to embrace anyway, Doc? Well, you know, the book tagline, like you said, is per, uh, embracing our fears, pursuing our purpose. And and so this idea is so often we we avoid things that frighten us, right? And usually those things are things we can't control. Um, And yet we rarely take the time to consider perhaps this decision is actually within God's design and purpose for my life and my calling. 
and I'm choosing what's comfortable because it's familiar. It's what I do every day. And so it's really focusing on the little things that cause discomfort and that helps us move towards kind of the bigger purpose of our calling. Love it. So you say that we face a lot of choices every single day and there's usually a what's the best choice and what's the easiest choice and we all know which one we're more prone to choose. We choose what's easier, but why is that does that lead to so much anxiety even? Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, so I was listening while before you pulled me in and that you know Dr. David Jeremiah provided that prayer saying so often we only jump into the word when we go to church on a Sunday morning. Well, you know, I know a lot of people that get up, their day is busy, they start early, they have to head to work, they got to get the kids ready for school, they got to, you know, do a bunch of things in the morning. And they keep saying, I really want to make intentional time in the morning to spend time in the word. But when day in, day out comes, they choose kind of the familiar, you know, the, the, the routine. And then throughout the day, they have this internal dialogue in their head of, you know, oh, I really wanted to spend time with God today. Oh, I feel guilty for not doing that. And, you know, guilt and shame is a whole other conversation, but it probably feels uncomfortable to set your alarm 10, 15, 20 minutes earlier to get up and do that. But at the end of the day, you're spending more time being uncomfortable with the choices that didn't align with your values than the early morning decision, as an example, to get up 15 minutes earlier and spend maybe a few seconds, maybe a couple minutes in discomfort as you, you know, wake out of that groggy sleep, but actually choose to do something that more aligns with what's most important to you. Love that. All right. I got to ask the why. Why did you write this book? Got I know the what and the how, but why? Honestly, I wrote it mostly for myself. I knew I mean, it. I found myself. We all do in, that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, but then you have to answer everybody saying, well, Deb, you know, you wrote this book called Embracing Uncomfortable. Why aren't you embracing the uncomfortable things in your life? <laughs> <laughs> that's great, But Deb. it's true, you know. When I paused, I realized, man, so many of my own decisions in my life were conflicting with my core values because I wasn't intentional in considering my everyday decisions. I love that. Get live and living an integrated and consistent life is that's that's that gets us aligned with God, gets us in the swift water with the Holy Spirit, and it's really good. Guys, if you want to pursue your purpose and face your fears, you need to embrace embrace the uncomfortable. And guess what? This book is fifty percent off today. Have we been telling anyone this that today is Cyber Monday? I think we've mentioned it maybe a few or ten thousand times yeah. because it's really important. Moodybooks.org. So many great resources. We've featured just a fraction of what's on there. Moodybooks.org. This book, Dr. Deb Gordon, is called "Embracing Uncomfortable: Facing Our Fears While Pursuing Our Purpose." Really good. Thanks, Deb, for being with us, sister. You get to be the final author this morning. How about them apples? That's pretty awesome. That's pretty comfortable. Actually, so. <laughs> that's pretty comfortable. It. Yeah, Thank we you. can. That's pretty comfortable, is right. <laughs> Dr. Deb Gordon, check it out. Embracing uncomfortable. That along with every other title. Cyber Monday, fifty percent off. By the way, if you are a partner of Moody Bible Institute and you give thirty bucks a month or more, you get sixty-five percent off. They can't give them away, but it's getting pretty close right now, let me tell you. I mean, some of these books you're going to get for under $5 it's on pretty this cool. site. Pretty cool. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.